Parkside Chat. Today we will be talking about the future. Now before you roll your eyes and change channels, let me be a bit more specific. We will be talking about the future of our students and how the college and career pathways at Elm Middle and Elmwood Park High School will ensure that all of our children who leave Elmwood Park CUSD 401 will be prepared with a plan for achieving their educational and vocational goals. We are all aware of how the workforce has changed and how it rapidly continues to do so. These pathways will provide a wide variety of options for students to explore, helping them apply content in real-world applications and successfully navigate the transition from high school to college or career. I'm your host, Jess Ivanelli, and I have with me a large group of innovative minds today, known as the Secondary Administrative Team. Wait for it. From Melwood Park High School, I have podcast newbie Mr. Douglas Wilds, principal at EPHS, followed right behind by Ms. Kyleen Koya, podcaster extraordinaire and assistant principal. From the middle school are two podcast veterans, Ms. Rebecca Siegel, principal, and Ms. Ashley Groneveld, assistant principal. Yes, I am a nerd. So just to forewarn you, my office slash recording studio right now is kind of like a clown car full of Avengers, so this should be, at the least, an entertaining podcast. All right, Doug, you're going to start us off today. You need to stop looking so nervous right now. The audience can't see it, but they'll feel it. So why don't you start us off with a brief description of what college and career pathways are? Is exactly what they are titled to be. They're an opportunity for us to create a, a pathway for kids to clearly get to college. Many of us understand that and know that. Uh, because of honors and AP courses and general graduation requirements, but we have other pathways to getting to college than, than those and clearly defining those. And then in addition, for students that have an understanding of what career pathways they might want to do, trying to create a, a clear understanding of, of the coursework to get a student to be ready for a career. We use the framework, the 16 career clusters of, that are out there nationally, and, and we use those to develop all the things that we're doing and we're going to talk about today. Fantastic. So how many school districts in Illinois actually do this? You know, just there's not there's not many. So I think one of the things that was hard for us was really trying to figure out what does this look like, 6 through 12. So we saw we found a lot that were high school specific. We, I saw some middle schools that were doing some interesting things. But when we were looking for 6 through 12, it, it was really, really difficult to find any kind of examples. Even across the nation? Across the nation as well. I mean, there are districts doing this. I think it's the way that everyone's kind of moving, and I think um, there'll be a push this direction, but I think it's really hard right now to find schools that have been doing this for, for long enough to show how awesome it could be. So since there aren't a lot of districts doing this, how did you even start this process then? So since we're innovators here, we've done a lot of work behind the scenes to get us started for college and career pathways. For us, making sure that our district is connecting 6th through 12th grade, we did career interest surveys. So basically, it's sort of like a personality test as well as a career interest survey to figure out what do our students need and want to be once they graduate from us in high school. We know that because we're a unit district, that offers us a unique opportunity to figure out what kids want and are interested in at the sixth grade level, kind of build upon that as they get through middle school up into the high school. We use a lot of our career interest surveys to base upon what we're doing for career pathways and the opportunities that we're affording to students. Really, this is student-driven, driven by their interests, and it's not something that we're just planning and doing off the cuff. We're really trying to go based upon what students want to do. That's important, and it is also important to make sure, too, that our district mission and our vision are are driving this as well. So how does our idea of inspiring minds in the pursuit of excellence fit with this? So just like Kylie had said, we use those career interest surveys for our students to be able to kind of 
drive what these courses are going to look like. And with that information, students will be selecting and having choice and really being in the driver's seat for their education. And so it fits perfectly into our mission and vision about inspiring minds in the pursuit of excellence because we're giving our students the autonomy and the ownership in their learning to be able to move forward and create their own excellence in their education. All right, so Doug and Rebecca, I think you two could best answer this next. What will this look like for a 6th, 7th, or 8th grader versus a ninth through 12th grader? So it kind of scaffolds. It's really interesting. So our 6th through 7th graders are going to experience everything, right? So we want to give them the opportunity to experience as many different careers as possible, but not just careers that are current, but things that will prepare them for their future, right? So by the time they graduate high school, you have to think, they're like, what, six years down the road, right? And we know with what is going on with technology, we definitely have to prepare them for that. So 6th or 7th graders are just going to have an experience to everything. We're going to throw as much at them as, as possible just so that they can kind of figure out what are they really interested in doing. And we don't expect them to know by 8th grade, but they're going to start getting choices in 8th grade as far as what they can pick for career studies and for electives. And then once they get to high school, Doug, you want to take over on this one? Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll finish off with, with what they're doing in 8th grade when we have our 8th grade placement exams and we, we meet with our counselors, meet with the students in 8th grade. We take a look at their transcripts. We talk through the surveys again, and we have them start developing a, a college and or career path throughout high school. We will revisit that every year um, in the spring and talk with their students, the students with the counselors, their teachers, the, the families, about the pathway that they're on, whether that or not they want to continue with that pathway or, or potentially switch to another one. As you know, a lot of people will choose multiple pathways throughout the course of their, their professional and, and adult life, and this is something that we want to get started even in high school. You want to say something? Absolutely not. Okay. Well, you just gave me this look. I wasn't sure what that look was. I couldn't interpret it. She's ready for her next question. I know. I was laughing about something. But carry on. So by the 2021, I have to enunciate that because otherwise it just sounds like I'm saying the year 2021. Uh, by the 2021 school year, what are the career pathways they can choose from that bridge across grades 6 through 12? So on campus at EPHS, there's going to be three career academies, business and technology, science and health services, and arts and communication. In within those academies, students are going to be taking classes from business management, visual arts, health sciences, and uh, government, public, and administration, and human services. And what we've done is we've backwards mapped all of those classes for the 6th, 7th, and 8th graders to be able to get exposure to any of the information they're going to be getting in the career pathways at the high school. So it really does blend together for our students to be able to fluidly move on to the high school from the middle school to ensure success and an easy transition in their learning. I feel like you didn't breathe. I didn't. It, it, it was, are you right? Because your face is really red. All right, all right. Well, if she falls over, somebody catch her. Um, so some of these changes have to start taking place next year so that it's just not a quick cut. Um, at the high school, what are some of the new courses we're going to start seeing for the 1920 school year and then 2021? So the high school teachers as well as the middle school teachers have done a ton of background work to get courses available and ready for students with career pathways in mind. So at the high school in the 1920 school year, what you will see is Intro to acting and theater, intro to journalism, financial math, transitional math, competitive PE, intro to sports medicine, as well as a variety of other courses. In the 2021 school year, we're going to continue to expand upon those career pathways and make sure that we are allowing kids to kind of follow their, their dreams within that career. So you will see in the 2021 school year, again, enunciating, um, AP psychology, criminal justice, business law, computer applications, computer programmings, AP Italian language, advanced photography, advanced ceramics and sculpture, intro to band, AP music theory. So as you can see, we are trying to hit a wide plethora 
of um, career course offerings. Prefera is good too. Prefera, Prefera. yes. Prefera is fine. And maybe one on public speaking to help us with our <laughs> podcast. And yes. also intro to superheroism. That's There's right. Superheroism. That one's called Avengers Assemble. Yes, that's good. In a small, tiny office. All right, so let's describe a typical schedule for a 6th, 7th, and 8th grader versus a 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th graders, considering there's so many changes that are coming down. Right, so first of all, we're all moving to a traditional schedule, which means we're not going to be doing the A or B day anymore. So our students are going to get their four four classes, for six through eight, which is math, science, social studies, and language arts. And then they're going to have a 30-minute, 12-week-long course on career study. So get, they'll get three of those per year and then move into their electives, and they'll have six opportunities for electives. So we're expanding their exposure so that they have more, more opportunities to experience what they might be interested in. But in order to do that, one of the things we really want to do is to move towards a trimester just to allow for more opportunities. And then, again, you know, 9th through 12th is going to look quite a bit different as well. Yes, with the, the traditional schedule, we'll do a seven-period day. Much like Rebecca said, with the middle school, we'll have the English, math, science, and socialized courses. Uh, basically, all four years, we'll, we'll add in other graduation requirements and things like that. But what we're really excited about is the opportunity for kids to explore career pathways. And, and each year, uh, kids will have one, two, three, even four uh, courses that they can take where they can pursue an elective or a college or a career pathway option. And, and so the, the traditional seven-period day schedule just really opens up the opportunities for our kids to, to really, really dive into to these interests that they have. Very good answer, Doug. Thank Look you. at him knocking this out of the park today. Very serious. Trying, I am very serious, even so though I have my fun socks on. Well, you know, there's that. He's got his Friday socks <laughs> on, on Monday. On a Monday. <laughs> this is as cool as I can possibly get. And Behind the scenes with yes. administrators is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, moving on. All right, moving on. <laughs> How does all of this affect graduation requirements for the middle versus the high school? So I'll go first with, with the high school. Uh, with our change from a block schedule to a traditional schedule, we have a, currently a 26-credit graduation requirement for the block schedule. And for us, we've looked at wanting to try to open up more opportunities for kids. Having a, a graduation requirement relatively the same with 25 credits as opposed to 26 but within there, giving kids the opportunity, the flexibility to take courses that they're more interested in than uh, the traditional graduation, the four years of this, the four years of that. Uh, we really want them to start honing in on things that, that are interested, they're interested in and, and what drive them. That's the big emphasis for us with, with that. Within the 25 credits, which is another nice thing, um, graduation requirement, we do have the, the opportunity for kids, if they do need additional support, to get some interventions in, in their schedules, uh, at least uh, three of those four years. So we're really excited about the, the, the graduation requirement adjustments. And at the middle school, we're really excited to be able to offer promotion requirements because this is something that is new to middle school settings, and we haven't really been able to find a lot of places that offer these. But with all of the new changes, we are going to solidify promotion requirements for our 8th graders. Those requirements include successful completion of all of their core coursework, completion of a pathway roadmap, which will be able to be filled out throughout the course of their 6th, 7th, and 8th grade year. And then they'll be able to take that to the high school to be able to continue on their pathway with their counselors at the high school and their teachers. They'll obviously have to complete all state mandated requirements. And then as part of the 8th grade promotion requirements, we are going to have all of our students continue to write their I Believe speech. Students do actually are chosen by the principal to give their I Believe speech at commencement. So as I'm listening to this whole thing, this is all I can think of. I can think of how many times my college buddies changed majors over and over again. And we can only assume that kids in grades 6 through 12 will do the same thing, if not more frequently. What happens if they want to change their pathway? You know, I think one of the things we're really trying to do is make sure that we're exposing them to as much as possible 
so that if they do want to change their career pathway, they know what they want to change it to. But Doug, I think, and Kylie can talk a little bit more about the opportunities that the high school is providing if that change should happen. For one, providing the foundation at, at the middle school level will hopefully guide some of their interests that by the time they get to the high school, they may have more of a solidified idea of, of what they're interested in studying. However, I think we know that kids change their mind, and we all change our mind as adults too. So part of our proposed graduation requirements is to ensure that they have eight opportunities to take elective coursework. That's a ton of room to wiggle, to change, to find something new, to discover a new passion, change their courses, to do any of that. So there is a ton of flexibility for them to even hone in on one career pathway and still take courses that are outside of that career pathway. So don't be, we're not afraid to change. Kids can change their minds, and we have afforded them that opportunity within, within the proposed graduation requirements. And if we don't have the programs within our building, we've, we've started partnerships with Benedictine University, with Triton College, with the Technology Center of DuPage, where a student looks at a career pathway. Uh, I know that Ashley and Kylie had talked about those earlier. And they notice a pathway that we don't currently offer within the district. We can send them off to either doing an online option at one of those places, or we can physically uh, send them to them. It, just more opportunities for our kids to really explore career options. One of the things that, that we, we have started to explore at the high school, and we really haven't expanded it much over the, the course of the last 10 plus years, is the opportunity of dual credit coursework. Dual credit, simply put, is students enrolled at, at high school getting high school credit, but also getting credit at the college level. And dual credit opportunities for us have, have been limited to what our current teachers in our building uh, are certified to teach. With our expansion with Benedictine University, Triton College, uh, Technology Center, DuPage, we can offer additional courses in career pathways for our students to take. They're getting high school credit, but they're also getting credit at four-year university like Benedictine, uh, an associate's, uh, towards an associate's degree at Triton College, or even at the Technology Center of DuPage, which is aligned to College of, of DuPage. The kids are getting college credit while they're taking courses in the high school. And some of our students may even be able to leave those programs with a certificate within that job category or qualification. So there's a ton of benefits to offering these opportunities to our students. So with these opportunities, this will not be an easy process, nor will these changes happen overnight. Luckily, we have a very talented, dedicated, and almost superhero-like secondary administrative team leading the charge while keeping the focus on what we need to do, prepare students for their futures. Stay tuned for additional podcasts as this process unfolds, and check our station often for new and exciting stories about our district. As always, thank you for all you do for our community, district, and students. Until we meet next time, that is that for the Parkside Chat. Oh, thank you.